who do you say that I am? This question of Jesus to His disciples rings down to us, all of us today, through the ages. Traditional societies have always placed a premium on identity. Like some of you, I had the privilege of growing up in a small town in the South. In what was undoubtedly the last remnants of traditional Southern society. Identity there was very important and was frequently voiced as, Who are your people? I recall vividly that once in my teen years I received an invitation to the home of a classmate. This person was not well known to my elderly grandmother Brown. Before she allowed me to accept, she telephoned my also elderly Uncle Milton, who at that time was probably about the age I am now, but he somehow seemed to my teenage self to be ancient. She wanted to know who these people were, and Milton understood exactly what she was asking. Uncle Milton explained to his mother that they were descendants of the very known, well-known Reverend Singleton. Only after that did she give me permission to accept the invitation. As with all traditional societies, identity was very important in ancient Israel. We know that the Gospel of Matthew was written primarily for the Jewish audience of the early Christian times. It's no accident then that Matthew begins his accounting of the life of Jesus with a very long genealogy of Jesus, tracing his ancestry back many generations. In the Gospel reading for today, Jesus has gathered with his disciples in Caesarea Philippi, Caesar's city, and quite naturally he poses the question to them, Who do people say that I am? How does the public establish my identity? What are people saying about? The disciples answered that said variously people are saying that Jesus is the return of John the Baptist or Elijah or Jeremiah or some other prophet. Now at this point the true identity of Jesus and the saving nature of his mission on earth was plain to no one. Then Jesus turned to Peter, good old Peter, that person with all his faults and all his foibles and all of his humanity on full display all of the time. Peter, who in so many ways stands for us in this latter time. Jesus asked, but who do you say that I am? The rest of the disciples are dumbfounded. They have no clue how to answer. After all of this time, after witnessing all the miracles of Jesus, after hearing all of his teaching, they really don't know who he is. But Peter answers, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And Jesus says to him, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. Then Jesus does what appears to be a strange thing. He strictly orders the disciples not to reveal to anyone that he is the Messiah. At this point, no one, not even those closest to Jesus, understands the true nature of his life on earth. 
Jesus begins to teach them of his purpose, of his path to Jerusalem, of his life, of his sacrificial death, and his glorious resurrection that would bring salvation to a suffering humanity. Now in our time, the identity of Jesus has also been revealed to us. It has come to us through the Holy Scriptures, through the traditional teachings of the church over all the ages, and through the reasoning power that God has given to humanity, through our prayers and our contemplation. Jesus is revealed to us through the Holy Eucharist, and you will encounter the risen Jesus here this morning in just a few moments before this altar. We see God revealed in the life of Jesus, and that the kingdom of God is not so much about obeying commands or following rules, because God is not in competition with the will of others. After all, God is not of this world. Neither is God a policeman or a tyrant or a commander who forces us to conform. Rather, we see in Jesus the true character of God. God is love. He is a loving Father who desires a loving and responsive relationship with all of humanity. So the question still remains, who do we say that Jesus is? While we declare our faith each Sunday by the Creed, and while some of us wear the badge of Christian faith through our testimony, it is in our living that we truly declare who we believe Jesus to be. Our own book of common prayer and the great thanksgiving teaches us to pray. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, give us such an awareness of your mercies that with truly thankful hearts we will show forth your praise not only with our lips, but in our lives. My friends, our purpose on, of our life here on earth is to achieve the will of God and to respond to the call of Jesus when he says, follow me. It is not so much the formality of teaching, although that is very important indeed, but it is more about the pattern of life set by Jesus. That is, how do we become more like Christ? Jesus emptied himself on the cross so that we might become exalted. And Jesus... God became who we are so that we might become, through Christ, what God is and experience a union with God brought about by Jesus. Our path to true happiness in this life is found only in God. God has made possible a relationship with Him by revealing His character in the incarnation of Christ. God wants us to have a relationship with Him. God gives us that gift through His grace. He makes it possible for us to live the good life in the here and now. And we love those things which are good because these are the things that are made in the image of God. And not only has God revealed Himself in Christ, but also in the many examples of the saints of God who have lived virtuous and Christ-like lives. Because we are made in the image of God, there is a divine shape within each of us that can only be fulfilled by God. God invites us to good living and testimony to the identity of Jesus through the life of Jesus himself.
In the words of Paul in his letter to the church in Rome that we heard in the epistle lesson from today, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds, so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So my friends, in Jesus the question remains, who will we say Jesus is? If we answer not only by our lips, but by living like Jesus, a whole new and wonderful life opens up to us. Such is the path to true happiness and to the kingdom of God, both now and forever. Amen.